and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode two of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot and post it to your social media stories. Tag Jack, tag myself, and tag the Bodybuilding Dietitians. Now, Jack, episode two of this new series. I'm not even going to call it a mini series because it's going to be more than that. It's a mega series. Oh, Road to 2023, the mega series. I like that. <laughs> I was I was actually expecting you to say, welcome back for Road to 2021. <laughs> I did have to like think about it about three times because obviously when I'm saying this, I feel like I'm on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think it's been a very solid week for both of us, mm-hmm. kind of. It's gone very quickly, but a lot of has happened in the past week as well from a training and nutrition perspective as well. Yeah, well, I want to hear about it. How was your past week? Yeah, so it was really good. It was my second week back at training properly. And overall, like each session back in the gym, like I noticed that I had a bit of extra energy, could push myself that little bit more. Everything's incrementally getting harder. And yeah, I think it's important to mention that I still haven't transition back into like crazy high intensity training yet i'm i'm training with intensity but i'm not taking like the main compound lifts like i'm probably still sticking two to four reps from failure for most of those lifts uh, at least for that week uh, we're recording this on a monday <laughs> and uh, i did definitely did take some lifts to zero reps in reserve today which which i was just ready to do that and i'm just allowing it to happen naturally rather than pushing myself um, prematurely there and I guess some highlights from or some interesting things about last week that I could mention about training is that my recovery is still getting better and better and something I did notice I did actually try doing some RDLs beltless in the first week of training and that absolutely wrecked me <laughs> don't know yeah so I I've been There is uh, definitely two camps in terms of beltless training in regards to does going beltless actually stimulate your your lower back more or less? Does it aid in lower back development? Because that's one of my weak points. So I'm definitely giving it a try for pretty much all of my lower back dominant lifts other than RDLs now, just because like I'm at that strength level with RDLs where unless I do scale them back quite a lot, I think the 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 amount of doms that I got from that and the amount it carried over into the next week just wasn't conducive for good training. Mm-hmm. So even just on a day-to-day aspect, like I was walking around with doms and all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, if I can avoid it, then I would prefer that. So yeah. now I, I've still got things like the T-bar row and, and stuff like that, which I'll be progressing without a belt. And that's a great example of you don't know until you know. And mm. the reason why there's different people in different camps is because different things work for different yeah. people. So someone might be like, I can do my RDLs beltless. That's just fine. But it's like, okay, dude, but you're lifting 60 kilograms, <laughs> not 170. But, you know, you don't know until you know. But at least now you have that anecdotal evidence to say, hey, mm. I can't do that, unfortunately. Yeah, and on Friday, I did do my RDLs with a belt, and it felt better. I got less DOMS, 
And I guess it's not really just the doms. It's just the, the fatigue and recovery hit. Cause mm-hmm. I, I do have T bar row on a Monday last time. I, I could only do one set of T bar row and then my back kind of seized up afterwards. Mm-hmm. I remember, well, you can probably remember me telling you that at the gym and cause I wanted to do two sets and you were like, Jack, just do one set. Yeah. It's not <laughs> worth it. And today I did two sets of T bar row, no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I got PBs in both of those sets. So it definitely paid off. And I think part of that is also not just the belt, but also recovery in general from gaining more body weight. Mm-hmm. And you know, EMG data from the research shows that whether you're wearing a belt or not, you still have to recruit the musculature in yeah. your lower back. Yeah, definitely. And I have found, especially with the T-bar row that I do now that I don't have the belt, I'm not relying as much on like the hip hinge aspect of a T-bar, mm-hmm. which might sound weird because it's a back movement, but I, w- I naturally very fell back into using my glutes and hamstrings a lot like mm. an RDL to stabilize myself and really generate force. But now I'm really focusing on more of the upper back priority because mm-hmm. that's where the main deficit of my back lies. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about T-bar row and also barbell row. It's really difficult when you're getting up to a higher weight and you really want to apply more intensity and lift more weight for form not to be compromised a little bit, Mm. especially with both of those lifts. It's just hard not to add some momentum and swing. And that's why you and I have actually now on a Saturday, we go to that extra effort to set up our own little seal row Mm. at World's Gym Brisbane. And I'm loving that. I've always been such an advocate of the seal row because you can't cheat, man. Like you have to go to an extra effort to cheat because you're laying flat on your belly, it's chest supported, and you can either lift that barbell or those dumbbells up, or you can't. Like, if, if you try to apply momentum, you're going to look like a flopping seal on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where it gets its name from. I guess so. But we are, we're strict seals. <laughs> mm, very strict. <laughs> and strong. Not as much blubber at the moment. No, but hey, we, we've got a few years ahead of us. <laughs> Remember, this is a, what did we call it? A, a major series? Mega series. A mega series. I was going to call it a maxi series, <laughs> like a maxi pad, but. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> any other notes on training this past week? Not really. Overall, it's just, it's progressing how I want it to progress. Mm. And like, I, I can understand why other people might get frustrated in this phase where you want to be at a couple more months in when you feel completely normal, but I'm taking the wins as they come. Like I'm definitely getting better every session and the pumps are incredible compared Mm. to prep. Like I'm feeling good within the sessions. I've reached that point now where it's not, I don't have to motivate myself to get motivated and I don't have to motivate myself to, to train at a high intensity. Like it just uh, happens quite naturally. Mm -hmm. And what I will say also is I'm still below 80 kilos, which is pretty crazy for me like that's very light considering I got up to around 95 last improvement season so I've definitely uh, got a a long weight gain journey ahead of me which is good but the downside is that my leverages still aren't what they were like Mm. especially for the RDLs for the pressing I don't feel big and uh, stable (laughs) I feel I still feel like my waist and my ass has a bit uh, more it needs a bit more padding because it does yeah you know know, we have to remember it's still early days, man. We only got off stage three weeks ago. Mm. And that's the thing, like when you're a competitor who are matter who you are, like once you step off stage, 
you just get back to normal life. You have to remind yourself of that. And Mm. the weeks fly by and they're going by quick, but at the same time, it it hasn't been that long. We took a week long deload and we've only now just completed two weeks of our new training cycle. So still very early days. And we were in prep for seven, eight months. So it's not not long to reverse those changes. That's for sure. So yeah, but that pretty much sums up training for me. And I can see it being very productive, especially since last time I was in this phase, like I ended up getting my back injury for eight Mm -hmm. months. And I think that I still made great progress last off season, but I can only imagine what's going to happen this time with more knowledge, no injuries, living the lifestyle a lot more, like Mm -hmm. not being at uni, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, should be fantastic. And what about nutrition for you this past week? Yeah, so nutrition was also interesting. So I did say I was going to gain like around one kilo a week up until I got up to 80. That, just being honest, that didn't happen last week. I gained mm-hmm. like 0.25. And I think I've, I'm already reaching that point where, oh, trust me, I could happily eat more food. But it's just that mind game of, okay another 25 grams carbs today oh Mm -hmm. wake up same weight another 25 grams carbs wake up another 25 carb Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of what i did last week and yeah it's still like i didn't want to just say yep okay another 200 gram carb Mm -hmm. i wanted to take it at a fairly linear sort of method and i'm not bothered by it because uh, just due to the way the averaging works on the spreadsheet technically i did gain more than 0.25 but because it averages out across seven days. Yeah, it just didn't didn't work out that the math. Well, I'm going to justify your weight a little bit because you actually did have a few nutritional changes mm. last week. And this just goes to show, guys, dietitians, we're still trying to navigate <laughs> my fitness pal and this whole nutrition thing. You know, it's an never-ending journey. But you I like how you're bringing this up, not me. <laughs> well, I'm just remembering. Uh, but, uh, for example... We are big advocates of cream of wheat and we love our protein cakes. And obviously the main ingredient in that is flour. Mm. Now you've always used self-raising flour and I've always used plain flour. But this past week you realized that with the- well, I didn't realize I made the decision mm. to not have self-raising anymore. Like yeah. it's not like I didn't realize there was well, I sodium in, in self-raising. You're very intelligent in that sense. But because you made that change and for the quantity of flour that you eat every single day, that significantly mm. changed the amount of daily sodium you're taking in. Yeah. So to clue everyone in, I was like one, I was having uh, baked oats a lot and in baked oats, I did use uh, baking powder, which is very high in sodium. And after that was before the gym, after the gym, oh, and then I would have a salt shot before the gym. And then after the gym, I would have my cream of wheat, which again had a crap load of, of uh, sodium in it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in itself wrong with sodium, but like I, it wasn't causing me any harm, but it was skewing the scales a lot. So like I was jumping up quite a lot and then last week I took those variables out and that's obviously partially why I, I my weight kind of went down because mm-hmm. like I just lost a lot of fluid and even on the Monday or Tuesday like I was like wow I am pissing a lot and then <laughs> I woke up during the night like five times to pee as well and guess what the next day I woke up and my weight had gone down by like a kilo yeah you know but that's it's and it was to such an extreme because if you're having 200 grams plus of self-raising flour every single day 
that's you know that what's that probably close to the recommended daily oh, sodium more like intake double already yeah, yeah plus all the other salt but yeah. of course your body is accustomed to that it's not mm. unhealthy in any sense but mm. if you change a huge factor like that yeah man it's gonna change yeah. your fluid balance especially acutely yeah so and my man you figured out that you can eat more <laughs> of those <laughs> more of the great creamy green stuff yeah avocados my probably my favorite fat source <laughs> peanut butter close second i would say but yeah basically i was using a nut tab entry for avocado and we all know that nut tab is like the gold standard on my fitness power for like fruit vegetables and meats and stuff and yeah i was just on foodworks like the fazan's foodworks site which uses the nut tab numbers and I was doing some research for one of our Instagram posts and I was looking up avo and I was like, hmm, the avo here has like half the amount of fat per 100 grams to my avocado on my fitness power. And turns out, yeah, that I was using one that vastly overestimated it. So it, do- it literally meant I could have double the amount of avo, which meant I could have a whole 100 grams of avo, which to me was an absolute bucket load. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically that increase my daily fat intake as a result yeah so how much fat are usually were you usually having from per day Uh, from avocado in that phase like in this reverse phase probably around 10 to 10 to 15 grams so like a decent amount like so i was probably i'm now having like about five grams extra a day from that plus i also increased my fat by 10 grams so like my dietary fat has has come up a lot which i needed to Damn. Well, I'm just grateful that you're using one that was overestimating because that's pretty rare on my fitness pal. You know, most yeah. things underestimate. Mm. And then you got to break Especially the Nutel ones. Like. <laughs> yeah, you got to break it to your clients like, oh man, you're using the wrong Queen's maple syrup <laughs> entry. That thing actually has carbs in it. <laughs> yeah, those sugar alcohols. <laughs> oh, but- hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Well, plans ahead for the week? Plans ahead. Just going to continue smashing training. I've just been, yeah, genuinely loving that I'm loving, looking forward to training. Mm. And yeah, just continuing to progress in that department. In terms of nutrition, something that I guess we will talk about is our rest day roast. And Mm. like what I have been doing is again this is just being real with you guys like we've both been having larger meals in the evening for our rest day roasts Mm. uh me more so than tiara just because i'm have a much larger intake than her so i've been probably having smaller meals for breakfast and lunch and then having a bigger dinner Mm -hmm. and naturally that's been making me weigh a lot more on monday morning so i'm still eating the same amount of calories but i'm staggering my intake for the evening and like I wouldn't want to do that every day, but I'm just allowing it one day a week because we want to have a meal together and we want it to be somewhat indulgent and enjoy it, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Again, yeah. I think it's it's relative to us too because we've always been advocates and we always practice front-loading more of our calories. Mm. So we eat four times a day, like our breakfast, our post-workout, an afternoon meal, and then our dinner. Dinner is always the least calorie-dense meal yeah. of the day. So then swapping that around for one day of the week where 
at nighttime, we just load up on a mm. huge volume of food, even if calories are equated. Yeah, we definitely wake up the next morning. Even the macros were equated uh, somewhat yesterday. Mm. Like I just sodium's not equated. For <laughs> no, that was not. <laughs> I woke up in my I had a moon face this morning. I literally wake up around one point five kilograms heavier after these rest day roasts, but yeah. it it doesn't even bother me. <laughs> no, it um. I mean, it, it bothers my uh, objective brain mm. in that, like, oh, it's going to skew the average for the week. Oh, do I do I still eat the same amount the next day? Where I know the answers to these questions, but like that's why like you're here and I I have usually someone in my corner because I I need someone to answer those questions. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey Jack, check out the scale. I'm much <laughs> heavier too. Yeah. <laughs> but so with that, then one, we're not excluding the rest day roasts like those are here to stay now they're very special and i think it's really good for us to have a meal like that once a week and become better chefs yeah but at the same time if we know it's going to be a buttload of sodium it's going to be pretty high volume food the next morning we wake up we're about one to 1.5 kilograms heavier what should we do in that case yeah so i i don't think i'll be weighing myself on a monday morning Mm mm-hmm and I think over time, as I become less food focused and my calories get higher, it's going to be very easy for me to just naturally scale back in that meal slightly. And mm-hmm. like, because at the moment, my dinners are still my smallest, but in six months time, my dinners are still going to be are going to be probably double what they are now. Because like, that's naturally going to be where I put a lot of my extra surplus food because my breakfast at the moment is like close to 2000 calories because <laughs> I'm front loading so much. Yeah, it gets to a point it's like how can I possibly make this more energy yeah. dense? <laughs> and like my I I literally, I've gotten to the point with breakfast where if I if I put any more food in there like it's going to impair my training because mm-hmm. like I've just got a bit of a food baby. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, in 6 months time this won't be an issue whatsoever and like I'll reach that point with body fat where my food focused appetite comes down. So it's just in this acute phase where you kind of want to you're still obsessing over food a bit more you want to kind of have that big indulgent meal and you you still want it or at least i want it to still fit my energy budget for the day Mm -hmm. so um i'm still very happy with with all of that so yes i think i'll still weigh myself on that monday morning just out of interest and Mm. for a lol (laughs) be like whoa dude i'm a bit heavier today but i actually I I think it's interesting because I know that my body just normalizes. I just get back into my normal day of eating. And then because sodium balances out and everything throughout the day, the next day I wake up and I'm usually around 1.5 kilograms less. Yeah. So I find that a bit fascinating. But when I'm calculating my weekly average, I'll probably delete that Monday morning (laughs) just so it doesn't skew things around. But I think it's actually good for me mentally too. Because mm. just so I have a healthy relationship with the scale, with food, trusting it and just understanding those numbers and mm. just, I don't know, not letting it bother me. It's nice. Yeah. Even from a nutrition perspective, we're having different foods, we're mm. trying new things yeah. and yeah, it's only, it's only positive. There are no downsides to it. So. Yeah. Rest day roasts are a good time. <laughs> Even though we had, we had shepherd's pie. So yeah, it's well, not a roast. <laughs> it was delicious though. Well, it had roasted pumpkin in it. So. Yeah, we made like this bolognese kangaroo with a bunch of vegetables, mm. and then we I'll did... be putting out a recipe. So. Yeah, it'll be. Am I not allowed to say it? No, you can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if you guys want the rest, it's like our TBD shepherd's pie. So we put our little twist on it, like things like cottage cheese and using pumpkin instead of potatoes. Mm. So. Yeah, we layered it up so we had like that 
bolognese with the vegetables and we made it like a barbecue bolognese sauce mm. all that whoosher and a lot of soy sauce which <laughs> hello sodium and then we did like a layer of cottage cheese and then we roasted some butternut pumpkin and then we mashed it up and we added like garlic salt pepper rosemary so it was like a garlic pumpkin mash so we did a thick layer of that and then we melted a bunch of cheese on top and then we put that in the oven and let it like crust over and then we both just devoured these massive <laughs> my thing was over two kilograms yours would have been well over two kilograms mm. as well but mainly through veg yeah but dude my appetite hormones are still absolutely flipped mm. because i finished that thing and i was like i could go again you know i could eat that again easily so i'm not gonna lie there like my ghrelin is still very high mm. but i have to remind myself i'm like okay tiara that was two <laughs> kilograms of food you're probably pretty g <laughs> Yeah, I got Tiara out of the house after that. <laughs> we did go for a walk with our... Well, I didn't even feel like I had much of a food baby either. Mm. It just astounds me how much I can eat sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's enough about me. I think uh, I've said what I want to say and mm -hmm. we'll be doing these every week. But I guess just what I want to tick off this week is... Uh, well, what I'm interested about is just seeing how my body weight responds for the rest of this week because... Like I know that calories are matched. I was confident about that, and whether what like whether I'll continue retaining sodium and water for these mm -hmm. next few days, or whether I will get like a three kilo plummet down tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Not that I weighed myself this morning, but yeah. But uh, what about? Let's start off with your training. Yeah, so training has been freaking outstanding. Again, it's only our second week back into proper training post comp, but. I just feel like I've got that drive back. You know, I just, I have that energy and I just have that motivation where I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I'm so pumped to train. I'm so excited. Like it's not daunting. It's not, it doesn't, it's not anxiety provoking to me at all. Like I'm just really amped up to want to go to the gym and just lift some heavy shiz again. And I just missed having that drive mm. and I miss being able to really just amp myself up to try to hit new PBs in the gym. And it mm. just feels so good to have that back. I really missed it. Mm. Yeah. Just that feeling of having a pump, feeling good, feeling on top of the world. Like you've just hit a PB oh. post comp and yeah, yeah, there's, there's not many things that can replicate that. Yeah. When you truly love your training, there's nothing quite that can replace mm. that endorphin rush. When yeah. you, when you do something that you've never done before in your life. Mm. Oh, I, I, I love it so much. So I'm just so hyper-focused on my training right now. And this past week, I actually hit like a few solid PBs, like hit a lifetime PB on those dumbbell RDLs. So I did three by eight with the 42.5 kilogram dumbbells. And then also my Smith's, my Smith machine lunges, I leveled up on those and i finally put 70 kilograms on and i wow. did three by eight so it's more than your body weight each leg yeah that's like 10 kilos more and that's not even counting the machine like yeah. so that's over like 80 kilograms of resistance for those yeah. lunges i'm so proud of those and even today i leveled up and did my shoulder press with the 18 kilogram dumbbells and i got three by seven and the last time i lifted the 18s i was 68 kilograms wow i'm in the 59s right now so, oh, it just, it feels so freaking good. So it's, it's awesome. And I feel like as the days continue to go on, I'm a lot more training focused and performance focused and a lot less food focused. Like mm. obviously in prep, 
you're hungry. You know, there's no denying that you're hungry all the time and you're very food focused. You're always thinking about food. And there are a lot of periods when you're in the gym, you're like, oh, like I just want this to be over and I want to walk home and I want to eat. But now I'm just so hyper-focused on what I'm doing. And I know that my post-workout meal is inevitable. Mm. It's always inevitable. I've never starved (laughs) to myself, but it's just not at the forefront of my mind. Like lifting heavy weights is at the forefront of my mind. And I love being distracted by that. Mm. Yeah. I feel really good right now. So say that twice. (laughs) Sorry, but (laughs) it's early days, man, but I just can't wait to have another two years of this. Yeah. It's awesome. And I love this phase because we are in the honeymoon phase. (laughs) We've we've been in the honeymoon phase for almost five years now. We just celebrate our five year (laughs) anniversary. Um, but this is definitely my favorite phase of being a bodybuilder. Like I love being on stage, you know, I love going through prep and stuff, but I really love having high energy availability and Mm. just feeling like an absolute beast in the gym. And this is a unique phase too, because you and I are still both fresh out of prep. So we're both still pretty lean, you know, we're still Mm. holding it in pretty well. And we look- Got a glute striation on too. (laughs) And I've still got some veins in my arms, but like, I still feel lean, but I feel full of food. I feel very energetic. I feel very happy, very strong. But like being all of that and looking good at the same time, like it's nice, you know, but we work damn hard for this and I know it's going to continue to fade, Mm. (laughs) but I'm, um, I'm soaking it up while I can. So yeah, this week's been awesome. So that's in terms of training, just kicking butt. And in terms of nutrition, things are still going really well there. Uh, I'm just staying on the same macros. So this past week was still 350 carb, 40 fat, 200 protein. And my weekly average has gone up to from 59.7 up to 59.8. So right on track there. It bounced around a little bit this past week, you know, like 59.7, 59.4, but the average ended up at 59.8. So inching up, which is fantastic. And yeah, so I'm just going to keep nutrition the same for this next coming week, which should be great. And other news this past week, we did have a bit of a financial win. Mm. Very proud of us. Yeah. We don't really talk about this stuff at all. No. Well, you know, finances aren't really something to boast about, but Mm. they are something that you can be proud of. Mm. And celebrate if it's something that means a lot to you, which it does Mm -hmm. for this particular case. Yeah. So we didn't pay off a loan on a Ferrari, (laughs) (laughs) but we did pay off some big loans on our education. And, you know, Jack and I did go through four and a half years of tertiary level studies with a three-year bachelor degree in nutrition exercise science, a year and a half degree of a master's of dietetics, not going to lie, guys, it ain't cheap, (laughs) but if you are an Australian citizen, the government here is pretty generous and they do give you out a loan. So you can study as long as you pay it back one day. But the thing is, once you finish your studies every single year, they add on interest. Well, yeah, this is interesting. I was speaking to the ATO person Mm -hmm. and it's apparently it's not interest. It's just inflation. So they just add on inflation on top, which usually... Uh, just keeps going up, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, like it ticks over on the first of June every single year, and yeah. for us, it was just over a thousand dollars extra every single year that we didn't mm. pay that off. So we're like, man, you know what? Business is going pretty well. We don't really want to be in debt, so let's do this. Let's pay off our hex. Mm. So we both paid off our hex this past week. So really proud of us in that sense. And 
now we can start working towards other big goals. Yep. Like a house in Hawaii. <laughs> That's Let's a... just start at a house. <laughs> okay. Well, one day a house in Hawaii. <laughs> hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. Awesome. So um, anything else that you wanted to touch on for your week? Ooh, uh, I guess the week did end on a positive note. So I am going to be going to the ICN posing workshops every two weeks at Mount Gravatt from now on because I love being part of the ICN community. Obviously I see my clients there and I can help them with posing, but also this next coming improvement season, like I really want to level up and I want to learn a new skill and I want to learn how to do figure posing because I think that would just be awesome. You know, as a bodybuilding coach, this is a skill that I need to have and I really enjoy the posing too. And so every two weeks, I'm going to be going to that workshop for the first hour. I'll be helping my clients in like bikini and fitness, doing all of their posing. But in the second hour, I'll be doing my own posing with the bodybuilders and the figure competitors. And I love it because it puts me in a position where I don't necessarily feel uncomfortable or vulnerable or insecure, but it could easily be seen that way Mm -hmm. because let's admit it. I do not have a body that could be competitive on a figure stage. And when I'm doing figure posing and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, trying to flex all these muscles that I have, but they ain't all that impressive. It does put me in a position where I'm like, wow, like I get to really look at myself and it really motivates me to put on more size and freaking grow because if I'm in a front symmetry pose and I still have a freaking thigh gap, no matter how hard I'm trying to put my legs together and have my adductors touch and they just ain't, then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we need some work Mm. to be done here. To be fair, some bodybuilders, um, still have thigh gaps. (laughs) But still, I don't think there's any excuse. You got to grow those things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's a fun skill to learn and I'm excited to keep getting better. And again, like if I want to be going for that professional status in two and a half years time, I need to be leveling up in this case. Like I need to be practicing my posing and taking full advantage of these next two years in the improvement season and another half year of comp prep to become a much, much better poser. Because the top two things that are to get you on that top podium are obviously your physique, but also your posing. And conditioning. Yes. Well, I guess that. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Tiara is going to keep practicing her figure posing skills. It's fun. It's cool. I I love doing like the the front double buys and stuff. Mm, Yeah. Show off those biceps. Yeah. But seriously, just looking at myself, I'm like, man, these triceps need work. Like, boy, I really need bigger quads, bigger adductors, bigger everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Anyway, that was pretty much my week. That was your week. Should It was a good week. Yeah, very good. But as per usual, we'll finish on something that we want to improve on for this next week or this week and next week. It is Monday. so (laughs) (laughs) This week then? Yes. Okay. So what do you want to improve on? Ooh, okay. This next week, I want to improve on my quality of sleep, but there's a caveat to that. My quality of sleep is pretty darn good, but I want to improve on the quality of my sleep 
sleeping aid free because we've spoken over this plenty of times on the podcast but for the past few months during prep there's just no denying that you suffer from insomnia when you're chronically dieting and Mm. it's freaking tough so we were taking advantage of using things like low-dose melatonin we had some ashwagandha at night and i've been basically taking that every single night for the past few months but I'm feeling so good right now, man. I don't think I need those things anymore. And I trialed it last night after we had that huge cottage pie with all the cheese. Maybe that contributed to me having a really good night's sleep, plus no pre-workout because it was a rest day. But I had a really good night's sleep, melatonin and ashwagandha free. So I'm going to ease myself off the sleeping aids or pretty much go cold turkey. And I just want to try to get really good night's sleeps every single night this week, sleeping aid free. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I think I'll jump on that bandwagon as well and say the sleep improvements because I, my sleep was definitely hit worse than yours, as mm. you can probably testify. I, I was just getting up still between like three and four mm. every morning and then just laying there. However, the last week has definitely been better. Like I've been getting up more like uh, four to four thirty. I even got up at quarter to five today, which is a big win. I love that. When we wake up at like four thirty or five, we're like, oh my gosh, we, we slept in. Yeah. And what I've actually been doing is, is uh, I ritually, as many competitors will know, I, they get up during the night to piss. That uh, is usually the same. I don't check the time, but I assume it's I'm on a I'm on on a body clock for that. But what I've actually been doing is when I wake up in the middle of the night, I actually take my melatonin, and that's been helping me sleep in a bit more. Mm. So I'll, I'll wait till that I like religiously can get up at around five, and then I'll probably start tapering off the melatonin, and then I'll be melatonin free, and then I don't doubt that. To personally, I like. I think I won't. I won't go back for, to waking up at like seven. Mm. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll both go to bed a bit earlier, and I'll we'll both wake up between five and five thirty. Is excellent. I yeah, think. just so much more productive in the mornings. Yeah, like that extra hour and a half to two hours we have in the morning right now is worth so much more than an extra hour to an hour and a half at mm. nighttime. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, let's awesome. keep it up. Cool. Well. That's it for this episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, please remember to repost it onto your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. And we shall catch you for our Q&A in a couple of days, which will be our first one in quite a few weeks. Yonkers. Yeah. Look forward to it. I hope we ain't too rusty. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>